Hey guys, we are back with a new episode. This is Anya, and I'm really excited to share this one with you. We sat down with a group of students from the UK to talk about how the coronavirus has impacted us. And this was really prompted by the fact that students right now have the worst job prospects in any demographic um, and have just been hit really hard professionally. Uh, so we actually recorded this back in June, uh, but due to some setbacks, uh, we weren't able to publish until this month. And that being said, it, it definitely wasn't any more relevant then than it is now. Here's the show. Hey everybody, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to, to speak with us today. Uh, if we wanted to start off by introducing yourselves, your name, uh, where you're from, where you're going to school, um, especially if you guys are graduating this year or if you just started university, uh, and what you're majoring in. Yeah, hi, I'm um, Simran Koshata and I'm currently a year 13 A-level student studying at Barking Abbey School. And I'm also an I Can You Can Too ambassador, and I'm hoping to study law at university. So I'm Chloe, and I've actually just finished my first year of university, and I study in London at Pearson College London, uh, studying business management with finance. Uh, it's a really interesting place to study, owned by uh, set up by the Fitz 100 company, so it's really hands-on. I'm really enjoying studying there, and hoping to go down the accounting route once. Uh, once I finish my studies, so just another two years to go. Hi, my name's Rabir. I'm currently in first year of college, um, year 12, studying at St. Angeles. Uh, currently studying maths, fab maths and geography, and I look forward to studying maths with management at uni. Uh, my name is Chris. Uh, I'm not a student. Unfortunately, I graduated um, about three or four years ago, so I'm quite um, quite elderly, relatively speaking. But uh, I uh, I work with Simran on the um, on the I can you can too uh, program when I'm not uh, you know doing doing work on in banking and finance in um, in my sort of day job. Awesome. All right, if you guys could just go through um, what made you all follow the career and or academic paths that you are pursuing at the moment. I apologize, my town has literally just redirected all of the traffic by my house. So if you hear cars, that is what that is. Yeah, so I've um, kind of chose to study law at university and it's because I want to become a lawyer and I want to help create more opportunities for young people, regardless of their background and circumstances. And I want to help them build a network within the legal and corporate world. Uh, so what kind of uh, made me interested in studying business of finance? It's more the financial side, to be honest. So I did a two-week uh, kind of student placement at JP Morgan, which obviously was an amazing experience and has really kind of pushed me towards the financial sector. And then I chose the business side because um, my university, like I said, it offers a lot of opportunities, a lot of networking events. And through networking and the events held by my universities, how I actually met Nilesh and how I became part of the I Can You Can Too program as well. And through that, I've met so many people and obviously he has great connections in EY. So I've met a lot of people through that and hearing more about their careers and how they, um, you know, how their, their job is day to day. That is what's kind of pushed me down, focusing perhaps more on accounting rather than like investment banking, etc. Uh, I think for me, it's more just a love of sort of numbers because in college, I'm doing maths and further maths, so pretty much my life does revolve around numbers and equations. 
and in the future wanting to go into more the finance side of the world of work just with that love of numbers and hopefully going into uni I'd like to study maths with management and finance so again maths yeah so I um I actually studied history at university so it was a little bit of a um a little bit of a lateral shift um all things considered sort of working my way into the world of banking and finance um I got um I got involved uh, mainly because I, I was just interested in problem solving and I was interested in, you know, macroeconomics and um, sort of doing consulting in the financial services sector was a, was a way to sort of hit both nails on the head. Awesome. So obviously we are all in the midst of a pandemic and uh, I think that a demographic that has been uh, really kind of stuck in the mud because of what's going on uh, is, of course, the student. Uh, why don't you guys talk about the ways in which COVID-19 has impacted uh, your school life, your school environment, the social scene? So for me, my A-levels were cancelled. So my official A-levels that I was supposed to take in May, June were cancelled. So our school had to just go in lockdown and kind of close and they told all the students to just go home and just study from home. And the people who could do classes virtually, they would attend them. However, for year 13 students like myself and year 11 students who are doing their GCSEs, we didn't really have anything to do left. So we had to kind of quarantine and just find something else to do. So in terms of being a student at university, obviously it's really has cut my social life short, which is a major disappointment, but um, <laughs> it's also shifted a lot of my um, my classes. So all of my classes went online, so my university closed. And it was quite difficult to adapt to that, but the, my university was great, to be honest. They really did, you know, carry on with classes, carry on with, like, holding events online, etc. It's, it's not the same, but for the situation we're in, it's good enough for now. So all of my exams are online, my coursework I had to carry on online, which again, it was difficult, but you know, it was interesting to see how we can adapt to these type of things. And um, yeah, so from there, we're just kind of seeing what happens come September. But for now, I've finished university, just praying that um, we'll be back on campus come September. Uh, so Simran, this is a this is a silly question <laughs> and speaks to my ignorance. But um, when you say you're in your 13th year, are you are you in the equivalent of American high school? Are you going into college next year? Yeah. So next year I'm going to go to college or university here. So oh, in the yeah. UK, we say university. But yeah, I'm going to go to uni next year. So when you when when COVID happened, you were cut off from school. You didn't continue uh, classes. Yeah. So. Our younger years, so the years below me, they continued um, because they still have studying to do. However, students who are year 13, like me, um, who are going to go to university next year or go into employment or wherever, we kind of were stopped. Like school just closed for us and we had nothing else to do. And our school, my school personally has helped send out resources that we can do in order to like motivate us still to go uni like what like what kind of is that what you were talking about in terms of the like new courses that they've been adding yeah so yeah so like my school's been sending out links of like new courses university have launched like mini courses or like webinars and talks to go to virtually but mostly we've been left 
with doing nothing really for two years we've studied hard like really really hard work we've been studying like non-stop and then all of a sudden our exams got cancelled by the government and we couldn't really do wow. anything wow and, and so going forward what are, how are you gonna um because I know you have the equivalent of entrance exams I are you and they were cancelled are you how is that going to work in terms of going to school next year so our grades will be based on our two years of work that we've done. So our essays, our coursework and everything we've done in the two years academically. And our teachers will kind of take everything into consideration and give us a predicted grade. So I'm doing history, business and English literature. So with all of them, they will kind of all my teachers will go individually through each subject and kind of see what I've done well in and kind of kind of get a grade together wow so they're predict they're predicting your your entrance levels oh my gosh and and how do you feel about that is that that must be stressful yeah I'm really I'm stressed I'm anxious because in a way those grades I've been like working for so long for like two years is a long time to be working for those grades and I'm quite an exam-based person so I like doing exams and revising yeah. and so when I when I heard that I can't do my exams I was kind of like I don't know what to do now because those predicted grades are based on essays that I might not done as well as I would have in the actual exams so yeah. those exams now have been cancelled I can't present like my best that yeah I can't even wow um and do you when do you hear about those grades and and your your you know status of enrollment for next fall yeah so um in august we are going to have results day so there's the a level and gcse results day so they're two different days but um for me i'm an a level student so i'll just go and see what grades i get and then all that those grades those that piece of paper depends on whether i get to go to my dream university or not Wow. So, so it, it's it's kind of weird because when you do an exam, I get a feeling if I've done well or not. Right. But right. when when you don't have exams or anything, you don't know what your teacher will predict you. And you also the government has said that we might cut the grades down. So there's really like it's really anxious. Like I'm really anxious of what my grades will be. And like it's also stressful because I'm thinking of moving away from university but I don't know if I will if I don't get the best grades. Rabir you're you're a year younger than Simran right so so has this kind of change in the academic structure impacted you the same way or are you kind of more um settled than than what she's describing? One year below there are some sort of similarities uh, but there are also a few differences so with me I've still had to continue with sort of my online lessons at Teachers are still sending out lessons and work and homework to help us keep up with their syllabus. And one similarity though, we will we have something called AS grades. So that's sort of the grades you get at the halfway point through through college. And uh, those will also be fixed for us. So I've still got that sort of anticipation of what grade will I get. And we will also have um, a results day on a separate day to find out what results our teachers have given us. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we're all in different uh, countries right now. And it's interesting to kind of take that into consideration. I know I'm still completely in lockdown. I'm sure you guys have all heard about what's going on in the South and the Southwest of of the United States. But in terms of quarantine and, and closing, where are you guys all right now? Like, are things opening up? Are you starting to see people? Um, are job prospects changing? So in the UK, our lockdown is being lifted now. So I think from Saturday, we can, you know, stay places overnight, meet up with friends and family inside. So our lockdown really has eased at this point. Um, but actually, what's interesting is that now they're doing more localised lockdowns. So for example, in one one county, uh, coronavirus cases spiked. So now they've closed all businesses again, no restaurants, no uh, like hair salons, etc. So I think it's just going to vary across the whole of the UK as to what we're going to be able to do and not be able to do. I think locally for me, I've been seeing more people go out for like their daily exercise and everything. I think when lockdown happened, there wasn't a lot of people around. Everyone was kind of anxious and everyone was just staying inside. But now there's a lot more people doing their daily exercise and just meeting up with social distancing rules. It is it's crazy to see the difference from when lockdown first took place. The streets were empty and now people are itching to get out. And we've had good weather in the UK, shockingly. And <laughs> everyone's <laughs> rushing to beaches. People were like, I right. think this is the most people have ever been out. <laughs> do you guys know what you are all going to do this fall? Are you Have you heard from your university? I know I personally, um, my administration hasn't decided what what we're going to do do you know if your jobs are going to kind of continue in a a streamlined way are you staying virtual are you are things opening up Hmm. i think there's there's sort of some similarity there if i can say so um in the in the workforce i think because there was i guess trends evolving uh from an office perspective towards things like flexible working in the pre-pandemic world and i think what's quite interesting is um obviously it's had a COVID's had a pretty um, seismic impact on the economy as a whole, but lots of individual businesses have figured out ways to work remotely and ways to work without the sort of traditional office setup that we might have been seeing in preceding decades. Uh, so I think actually, in some ways, this is going to pave the way a lot more for a lot more um, uh, tolerance of flexible working. And I, I wouldn't be surprised, particularly in financial services, if we start to see you know, policies around um, uh, not needing to necessarily be in um, five days a week uh, in in favour of maybe doing two days flexibly and three days in the office or or something of that sort of character. But because COVID has shown us that, um, uh, you know, the the gears can still turn uh, without everyone necessarily in the same place. That's a really interesting point. Sorry, we'll go ahead. No, it's fine. Carry on. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, I I think as a student, it's interesting to look at those, you know, in tandem with each other. Um, I'm wondering if, you know, academia is as flexible as the workplace, and I'm sure that that really changes um, across sectors. Uh, And for us students out there, do you think that that is realistic, or are you, you know, is virtual learning just not nearly fruitful enough um, in comparison with, you know, an in-classroom setting to be sustainable? 
for me, virtual learning has been like really hard to adapt to because uh, as I've mentioned, like my university is quite a practical university where like you meet a lot of people, you know, they hold a lot of events. And uh, to bullet, I don't think my degree is worth as much without those those like events that take place and you know you learn from each other in in a classroom you know that discussion it's just for me it's not the same online and as well like going into internships etc like applying for those they're all online now and I really just love that you know the connection you get when you meet people when you're networking and you know the feel of of being in the workplace I think that that's probably the hardest thing to adapt to but it seems kind of inevitable mm. that we do have to adapt to it. So it's mm. just, you know, getting used to the online online world. But for example, this podcast we're holding right now, like it's amazing that this is even possible, you know, and would we be doing this if we weren't forced online? So there's really pros and cons to, to the situation. With me, um, I don't really attend online virtual classes, but I've been attending other things and webinars. And I think like having network networking days in real life is really different from a virtual one and I think the sense in the feel the human kind of connection being virtual being virtually is gone and it's kind of like everyone's computerized and it's kind of weird talking to like a professional that you would meet in real life so in a way it has done well because everyone can access a virtual like workshop or webinar but you can't really talk to a person like you would normally. I think that's a really interesting, that's a really good point, isn't it, Simran? Because it's essentially, I mean, consider even, you know, the format in which we have meetings. It's not, it doesn't really replicate a, um, you see a grid of people, right, rather than even just the single screen anymore. So you're completely right that that sort of organic uh, social interaction is just, it just can't really be replaced. I think people are even realising, because I think a lot of people, I don't know, Chris, you can talk about this more than me, but I think people are thinking, you know, flexible working, we want flexible working, we want to work from home. But you kind of start to realise the importance of the connection you get in the office and that social, and for example, university, and that social aspect that you do lack from working from home. Yeah, I think I, I think I definitely agree, Chloe. There's there's definitely advantages, and uh, I'm someone who my, my workplace thankfully allows both big sort of champion of flexible working um I, I'm, I'm somebody who personally enjoys both I, I enjoy sort of having the team around uh, being able to have coffee catch-ups um sort of informal uh meetups with people who are experts in a particular subject matter that i'm interested in um and that there's there's just no real replacement for that um equally you know you could weigh up things like having more time in the day that you would spend commuting um that you, you then have through working from home and things like that. I think that's really spot on, Chloe. Coming off what actually Chris just said about having that sense of feel in the workplace, I think that's quite similar to actually being within the actual school building or school classrooms. Because when you're following a timetable in a school day, you're pretty much surrounded by people that you know, like your friends, teachers. But being with like going through the sort of virtual world, it's not really the same, more or less sat in a room by itself, staring at a screen you still don't really get that togetherness. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. Are you guys individually doing anything in your personal lives that are kind of helping you adapt to the virtual um, the virtual 
landscape, the virtual environment, I guess, with it, whether it's, you know, academics or, or work or social life? So um, for my kind of personal kind of use of virtuality, like virtual talking um, to people, I have like kind of done a lot of FaceTimes and a lot of like Zoom calls with my friends and family, like trying to kind of connect with them and stay up to date with them, and make sure everyone's well. Um, but also I've been like in order to stay on track with studying law at university I've also been doing a lot more online university courses so a lot of universities have kind of created more courses online accessible to future students so I've been oh wow yeah yeah I've been attending a lot of those and I've been talking to a lot of more professionals um, through webinars and workshops and gaining advice of from lawyers and like professionals just start like what I should do for my future and going to university how I should prepare and also a lot of legal cases are now actually online so a lot of court hearings are online so I've been attending them and it's more easier as well so that's why virtually it is helpful. Yeah so I've been doing pretty uh, pretty similar things in terms of my online life at the minute. I've been attending a lot of online courses um, and I've also, next week I've got a coding course coming up, so that's just kind of trying to get me, you know, more in touch with computing, etc. and getting more more ready for the workplace, as we've seen that it is edging more towards, you know, being virtual, being more technology-driven. So that's just how I've been trying to, you know, embrace the virtual world a bit more. Yeah, for me it's pretty much fair, because being in year 12, I've started to think about sort of what unions I want to go to and sort of where I want to do my courses. So I've been trying to attend um, sort of online virtual open days to see what the union is like. But I sort of do have a sort of problem with it because it's not really the same as being there yourself, having a feel for the building. But I mean, I am still quite thankful for having the virtual open days. So I do have some sort of idea of what I'm getting myself into. Hmm. I think that's such a good point, Rabir, right? Because when I sort of dial, dial my personal clock back, uh, you know, three, three, four years and remember being at university, that, that feel that you get from the open day is so important to, you know, where you're going to be spending some really formative years of your life where you're, you know, you're bridging the gap between the academic and professional world and uh, you're, you're living and studying and learning and, getting memories from a place for three years and that's very very difficult to make a judgment about if you can't actually uh be there so that's certainly um that's certainly a uh, uh an obstacle i guess post po- um posed by covid that I, I certainly empathize with yeah they always say go to open days because when you step inside you'll get the feeling you'll know which university you want to go to <laughs> so yeah, I can imagine how how that's gonna yeah, impact your choices are open days like days where you, I think maybe in the States, it's known as open house, like where you can tour, are you, this is like before you're a student? Yeah, that's what Okay, that's yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh, no, that's that's such a good point. You know, social and academic um, environments go hand in hand, and it's hard to kind of t- separate that. And I know from, from me learning when I was at home, not having a space that was, you know, specified as as an academic environment for just like my psyche that was really difficult to to motivate myself 
um, or to have, you know, classmates to kind of collaborate with and complain with maybe. <laughs> um, that's just such an essential part of learning. And, and it's, a, it's a mandatory part of the university experience, having uh, classmates to go through the toil. Yeah, with. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right, right. And, and um, yeah, how, how to reconcile that. I mean, I think knowing that we are entering... Um, you know, our, our world is becoming ever more technological and um, I can't imagine that we're going to see, you know, a reducing amount of, you know, virtual learning, virtual workplaces, etc. I'm sure that's going to just become bigger and bigger. But how do we adapt as students, as workers to that new environment or or will will we decide to change those systems? I, I don't know. It's yeah, it's an interesting and I'm sure that COVID in and of itself, exactly what you were saying, Chris, like is going to be um, a factor in that. It's because I think it, it, to some degree, I mean, speaking for myself again, it, it has shown me that it's possible. It's way more possible in the conversations I've had with people. You know, we're all kind of surprised that we've been able to keep on going to the degree we have. So, yeah, um, I think the use of like from this sort of lockdown pandemic, using sort of virtual worlds, I feel like we'd see this sort of more in our lives in the future. Because if you sort of look at it, science and research is taking the art of sort of electronics and technology. So I think I think Chris might have to back here, but for like for um, sort of companies like EY and places like that, carrying out interviews in person does cost the company quite a bit. So I feel like using the sort of um, virtual worlds of virtual interviews and phone call interviews, I feel like we'll be seeing that way way more since enough it has actually worked through this pandemic since interviews are happening so yeah i feel like due to this lockdown we will be moving more into a sort of technological age i think we'll, we'll see more things like zoom meetings yeah i think that's a really good point rabir in, in some ways you know um from a certain point of view the the you know the the situation we're in is giving a lot of practice uh for what you know the world work might be looking like very very soon yeah absolutely um are you guys doing anything different to adapt to what's going on? And have you, you know, changed anything about what you're doing to, to prepare yourself to enter the workforce or Chris, um, you're already there. So, <laughs> but have you, yeah, have you, how have you adapted? How are you continuing to, to pursue, you know, your future goals? Someone's got to go first. Go on. <laughs> And if, I mean, if none of you know, I mean, that's also really relevant. <laughs> like, that's very telling, you know. I think yeah. I, I can, I mean, speaking as a student, I think I I get that feeling of, like, I, <laughs> like I, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing in the future, and this has definitely impacted my academic experience. Um, and I, yeah, I feel like we were all caught off guard. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to adapt in such a short amount of time. I think it has, it has obviously been so hard to adapt. It's just kind of like, well, like we've mentioned throughout, you know, embracing that change and embracing the time to reflect on yourself and your and your strengths and your weaknesses. Uh, to be honest, I feel more confident in myself in a strange way. Like I've seen that I've been able to overcome the pandemic and I haven't underperformed, you know, like I've carried on and I feel confident in my ability 
and my adaptability as well. And I think a lot of us can feel that way. And if we've had bad days as well, you know, it's not it's not been the end of the world. We're allowed to have bad days. We're all going through like some crazy, crazy times. But the mm. fact that we've made it through and we're still chasing those careers and we're still focusing on, you know, like our future and, and how we want it to, to be, I think like it's all credit to ourselves. Yeah, I completely agree with Chloe. I think um, even having my exams cancelled, I still want to become a lawyer I still want to study law and I still want to help young people and I think a lot of the companies around the world and everywhere they've been kind of reaching out more to young people and everyone's been kind of reaching out and saying oh we have this this class or because work experiences have been cancelled they've been kind of saying we can do an online um like class or online virtual session where loads of people so instead of 10 people having work like work experience like 100 students can actually attend so I think it's been really nice to kind of still have work experience but virtually and also it adapts to the new world that we're going to have post-covid and also I think with my kind of hope and kind of dream to help young people I think the I Can You Can Too program, we've been having virtual sessions um, as soon as everything went into lockdown. And that's been really helping kind of students as well on the program kind of talk to professionals who they wouldn't do instead of once a month, actually weekly. So that's been really, really helpful um, to just gain gain some advice of what we should do during COVID-19. Yeah, and you know piggybacking off of that do you guys feel really strongly that you know you're enthusiastic about your future are you more anxious but still hopeful are there reasons why you know you're you're uh feeling positive about about your career goals or or academic goals personally i feel like coming out of lockdown or like trying to get to where I want to be in the future I feel like I've still got that sort of ambition to sort of do it because once like so my dream is to work in the world of finance and having that dream is not something that I'd like stop from something like this so sort of going to open days keeping up with sort of school work making sure doing all the necessary to make sure I get to my dream is what's really more or less keeping me going. I think I'm still enthusiastic about being a lawyer and helping young people because regardless of the obstacle of COVID, it kind of helps me kind of embrace the experience and also like tell future students and future people like who are going to be lawyers or accountants, like tell them that, look, we had the COVID um, COVID-19 lockdown, but we still got through that and we're on the other side. So it kind of helps kind of inspire young people as well that, oh, okay, they had an obstacle, like I had my exams cancelled, but you can still come out the other end and still be positive and hopeful. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Uh, I've still got my ambition. I mean, I think if anything, uh, COVID-19 has supplied us with more skills than we would have had without it, you know? Like like I said, adaptability, perseverance, these are all really important skills that you, if you don't have in the workplace, you're not going to go very far. I think if anything, it's just strengthened us and we're more appealing for the job market, you know? We've carried on our studies regardless and, and we're still ambitious about our career. It really proves like you, we're motivated to get there and, and we'll carry on until until we do. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you guys have any other 
advice and maybe it's just that to to other students or peers any last thoughts or or comments yeah I think one advice I would like to say is control your controllables so whatever you can control so for example during lockdown everything went virtual if there's webinar go to it you have free time you don't have anything else to do so attend it and also don't feel like you have to attend every single webinar but also attend them and that's what you can put on your CV and that's what you can tell future employers that during COVID-19 regardless of my exams being cancelled I went to this 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 and that really helps and shows your adaptability. I love that phrase. Yeah one thing I'd sort of like to say to like all the sort of people listening are just don't give up because because if things do sort of go pear-shaped yeah there are obviously ways that you can go around it and without like not sort of giving up you'd still be able to get to where you want to be because everyone sort of has their dream and obviously the satisfaction you get once you get there just something you can't get from anywhere but something you can just stop and buy I feel like just don't give up you'll get where you want to be yeah, I really just think it's important, like, we're never going to have this time again, like, the amount of time we've had and the amount of change we've had, we're never going to get that again. Just really make sure, you know, of course it's okay if not every day is a productive day. I've had many unproductive days, <laughs> but just if you can, you know, just use the time, whether it's self-care, whether it's, you know, going to these webinars to get as much as experience as you can. It's really just about, you know, reflecting on, on yourself and what you're capable of and, you know, just really making sure you're looking after yourself at the same time we, we never get I've, I think I've, this is the most sleep I've had all year <laughs> <laughs> yeah no absolutely and I think um for me being a student again this has been it's it's you know I said this earlier it's been weird having to do all your work from home um and not knowing you know what the next two months are going to look like socially academically um and so learning, this is something that I struggle with, uh, but learning how to forgive yourself um, for, you know, you know, if, if you have a day and you have a lot to do and you're just not motivated, you know, I'm not saying don't do the work, but I am saying, you know, like, don't don't beat yourself down too much if, if you know, today's not your day. Uh, and I'm sure that there are a lot of people who need to hear that. I know, again, I know I'm one of those people. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so hard to separate separate your your student life and like home life so it's definitely that's one thing that's really hard to overcome but like you said you've just got to keep going don't yeah. down on yourself yeah i think that's such an important point if i can offer briefly some ancient wisdom as a as someone who's sort of been through the uh <laughs> the uni process like if it you know the plateaus in progress the when things are slow like it's all just part of the you know getting better at something or learning isn't isn't a sort of a linear it's not a y equals x you, you sort of you got to allow for quite a sort of roller coaster ride uh, on, on the way up as you improve in any sort of uh, discipline academic or professional or whatever it is and I think that's so that's such an important lesson to sort of learn to embrace the uh you know the chaos and sometimes the unpredictability of that of that growth journey that's that's really important and that's um yeah, it really sort of moulds perseverance and resilience in, in a very effective way. It's very refreshing to hear, for sure. Yeah, I love that. Great. 
And yeah, I, I wish you could have told me that as a student. That would have been really helpful. I knew this a few years ago, but yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. Um, so to wrap this up, do you, you guys want to just go through and if you have any offers, some ideas for change in the you know post-pandemic world, whenever that uh, occurs? <laughs> you know, it seems a little bit a little bit endless right now. But yeah, going forward, are there any? systemic or maybe personal or social changes you see um you know that that coming out of this pandemic you've learned you have new ideas etc i think in the uk the pandemic has actually brought a lot of people much closer you know you see families actually spending time with each other and you realize that this is really important like as much as you want to be a student having fun with your friends like you've got to remember you know uh this is time i'll never get back like i want to spend it with with the people who care about me. And I think it's just important to carry on. Remember this time as we move forward and just remember how how close the community felt with one another and how you were helping out other people and just keep that going. I think it's definitely going to make society a much nicer place. Yeah. I think, yeah, I completely agree with Chloe. And I think think it's helped communities be together as well. So, like, we used to have the 8pm NHS clap every week. And that really like brought everyone out on the streets and ev- like everyone with the social distancing, but everyone was kind of kind to each other and showed their appreciation for the workers and the key, like the NHS workers and really appreciate the doctors in our country. The pandemic has kind of told us that not running after everything. I think before COVID, everyone was just running in their own like race and everyone was just doing their own thing. But I think it's really brought everyone together and kind of told us the value of life and also talking to people that we never do like having a call with your gran or having a talk like with your friend that you haven't spoken to in years is really important and I think mental health is really key as well and that going forward companies and schools and everywhere I think will be really it will be really important because being in a lockdown being at your house just with the same people around every single day can have a really big toll on your mental health and I think going forward a lot of companies will make sure their employees health mentally is well before they kind of do any work and be at the best of their ability working. Yeah I totally agree with what's just being said and uh, I don't think we will sort of get this sort of time back well hopefully I don't Hopefully we don't get this time again. But um, <laughs> uh, going forward, I feel like we should sort of, sort of remember this time as a time where we were able to sort of become closer with people around us, especially within our household, because like family's family at the end of the day. Also, talking to that one friend you probably haven't spoken to in a few odd years, which could be a nice little sort of refresher of, hey, how you doing, things like that. Also, sort of, I'm guessing people using their time to pick up new skills and habits. I feel like we shouldn't let those habits also fit, but like that will also better you as your as a person, but also maybe benefit other people coming out of lockdown. Yeah, it's just important. Remember the hobbies you've picked up now. And as a student, I've finally learned how to cook. So, <laughs> <laughs> cooking, cooking uh. yeah. So we'll see. See, that's interesting, Clay, because I've got really, really good at installing this app in my phone called Deliveroo and then, like, using it. So, <laughs> just saying, I'm you know. More, I'm more, 
I'm more of a clothes delivery girl. Yeah. Got to be done. Got to be done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to hear you guys say that this has brought you closer. Um, and you know, there, there's like a feeling of of, of camaraderie. Um, I mean, maybe maybe it's not necessarily through your your country, but at least in your community. And as an American, I can definitely say that I think that the opposite has happened. Um, yeah. For and there, are, you know, there are a lot of reasons for that: political reasons and and social reasons. So. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that to me was really striking. And I think I can't say I'm surprised at what I've seen, but I definitely was disheartened. Um, yeah. And so I think for myself and and my community, that's food for thought. And I would also just add that I think this, you know, there, I've heard a lot of conversations that have, have followed this trajectory, but there are, I think that this kind of social dynamic where we're all isolated in this way exposes a lot of inequity uh, and privilege, you know, of some. Um, and and a lot of people talk about college as the great or university as the great equalizer. Uh, and and I think that was kind of ripped out of from under a lot of people. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think post pandemic, we at least as Americans, um, I won't speak for everybody, but we definitely need to, to take a look at that and, and look at, you know, systemic inequity in in college. And, and that's certainly not the only place it needs to be to be looked at. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. This has been really fascinating. Um, I am wishing you guys all the best. I know I speak for, for all of Utopia. Yes. Good luck with being a student. Good luck with leaving school, changing schools, all of it. Yeah, thank you, guys. Oh, thank thank you, you very much. Yeah, thank Pleasure. you. Thanks for listening, you guys. We've got a really cool series coming up, and we hope you'll tune in. As always, let us know your thoughts on this and any questions, comments, etc. you might have. Check out our social media at Utopia Worldwide, and we will see you soon.